Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 244. I am your host, Alejandro Veda. You have now pushed play to another blazing week. And I got to tell you what an amazing week we've been having. You know, we got the pumpkins up. We got all this Halloween decorations coming up. Halloween's right around the corner. Um, it, the weather's changing. It feels amazing outside. And I just got to tell you, thank you for pushing play today, every day. And when you do push play, it matters. It matters a lot to this independent podcast. I got to tell you, what an amazing week we've been having on the podcast. Just the numbers alone have been multiplying, and I have not seen them slow down. Uh, throughout the week, things have been looking really, really uh, high. And right now, still, we're looking at a high number for uh, for the week, um, just Keep listening, keep supporting. Uh, this independent podcast has not missed a Thursday in over 244 weeks. And, you know, we just keep striving for greatness, keep striving for uh, to be the best we can each week. You know, you guys bring a lot of that out of me, uh, continuing to challenge myself uh, to give you guys content each week. It's a challenging thing, by the way, uh, to just get up and, and record and, and do something that you know, maybe is not necessarily changing my life right now, but it's changing me in so many ways that I can't even describe. I just want to let you guys know, you guys can find this podcast on Spotify. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts or um, Podcasters, which is now uh, Spotify's uh, podcasting uh, network. You know, it's a great place to find uh, different podcasts if you're looking for certain other uh, different podcasts to listen to. Um, but Anchor uh, was the old uh, streaming podcast site, but now they call it uh, Podcasters. So make sure you guys, you know, if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, make sure you check it out. Um, and like I said, there are tons of different podcasts on there to uh, ch check out. So make sure you guys do that. Uh, but like I said, the weather this week has been amazing. Um over the weekend, you know, we were, we were fit, over over the week, I should say, not the weekend. We we fish. I fished about five days last week out of the week. Um, I think my wife is totally tired of fishing now, uh, but definitely something that um, I was wanting to do over you know my vacation. Um, I we had to have caught over twenty fish um, this past week. You know, um, I caught I only caught one bass. Uh, it was a good sized bass. I don't think, you know, they're really biting what we're, what we're throwing, uh, but tons of bluegill, great size bluegill. Um, and honestly, I like, I like fishing for blue bluegill because, uh, they fight really hard. You, you know, when they, when they're big, um, and they'll, they'll definitely take you into the, into the bushes. So, um, if you're enjoying the outside right now, this is the best time of the year. Um, you know, we're, we're looking like we're in the, in the seventies, eighties, almost, um, but throughout the week, we're going to be having lower temperatures um, this week. I think our lowest is going to be on the weekend is going to be like 68, 69. Um, so make sure you guys are getting ready for that for that weather change as, you know, uh, fall is right around the corner. I mean, I can smell pumpkin spice everywhere. Everybody's wearing, you know, their hoodies and their sweatsuits. And I'm just, I'm just loving this time of year just because of the sports. Just because you can see the leaves on the ground, um, the changing of the season is something that I enjoy, um, and especially going into winter, which honestly, winter is one of my favorite times of the year, just because, you know, it's it's like a family time of year, but during this like three, three, two or three weeks of, of uh, ch change of fall, um, it's so enjoyable just to be out there. Uh, enjoy the outside and enjoy what Fresno has to offer. Um, and this week, you know, we're going to be talking a lot of, about a lot of stuff, but I just want to just let you guys know um, this podcast is definitely something uh, for me just to let you guys know what we're doing throughout the week, but also give you guys a clue what's going around in our city. Um, and I'd like to take advantage of just, you know, all the entertainment that we have here. Um, I've been listening to other podcasts talking about you know, everything that we have to offer, people just saying that there's nothing to do still, but you guys have to uh, listen to these podcasts, listen to what we got going on. Uh, you know, there's tons of things that you guys could get into, especially here in Fresno or the Central Valley. 
but one thing for sure is I like to just do my thing. You know, um, I'm a person that just, if it really is something that I need to go check out, I'm definitely going to do that. Um, <clears throat> but fishing, you know, playing video games, um, and really just doing my workouts throughout the week. Like that, that's literally what I like to do. I, I, I'm definitely a homebody now as, you know, I'm, I'm starting to change going into the older ages. I'm just feeling like, man, uh, after a week of work, I'm just trying to just to chill, not be around anybody. Uh, so my workouts have been kind of my focus this week, just trying to get through them. Um, still, you know, in a little bit of uh, uneasiness with my knee, still feeling kind of, you know, tight. And I'm working my way through it and hopefully... Uh, we'll get that problem resolved soon, but definitely my ankle has been feeling a lot better. Um, just, you know, stretching and doing uh, the stuff that I need to do for my physical therapy has really helped throughout these, you know, two weeks. I would have to say that um, has, they have been challenging, you know, just trying to get back into uh, shape of where you were in like a month ago is definitely hard. So, and it's been hard just really to try to keep, you know, on the grind, trying to just keep your mindset at, at that pace that you've been at. Uh, and it's hard to go back to where you were, you know, it is always going to be harder just to, to get there. But one thing for sure is if I could just keep my mindset where it's at and, you know, I, I'm definitely on my way there, but this week has just been challenging in those ways. Um, and I, I just love those challenges just because they continue to make me grow. They continue to make me learn. Um, and that's something that I just urge you guys to do as well, just to focus on yourself sometimes. If, if it's one hour, if it's a day, if it's a week that you need, uh, definitely take that time to really uh, prep your mind, prep your body, and, and get yourself right. Because, you know, this this life that you have is only one thing, one one. You only have one of it, and you have to cherish it. And one thing for sure is you got to get people that uh, that are along with you uh, that believe in you in the same way that you believe in yourself and continue to grind for yourself and, and for those people that definitely love you. Um, for sure, I have a great support group here at, at, on my home front, and that that's definitely why I, I feel the way that I feel. You know, I feel good because of the people that I surround myself with. And I just urge you guys just to take those steps to make those right uh, decisions uh, to, to better uh, your life and try to better your life. And I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to say I'm perfect, but definitely from where I was even a year ago to where I am now, I feel like a whole new person. So that's a great thing that I always, you know, I, I just want to focus on throughout the week. And I just urge you guys to do that as well. Uh, but other than that, you know, we got a lot to talk about, and I just want you guys to stay around and let's uh, start the podcast. And this week, I was able to listen to a lot of different music, you know, and this week, I wasn't really looking for anything for my workouts. I've been really looking for something that was real creative that could really help me with my creativity uh, to, for the podcast this week. And uh, one thing for sure is I love real hip hop, and I love when it changes your mood. Um, so this week, I really wanted to find something that was uh, creative and definitely that changed my mood. And I went with Smoke Dizza and Flying Lotus's new project, Flying Objects. Um, and I feel like this album or EP uh, definitely changed my perception of where hip-hop is right now and where it could go. Um, and Smoke Dizza and Flying Lotus's uh, new album, like I said, is a collaboration uh, between, I would say, two of hip-hop's most creative uh, minds. The album will take you through um, a journey uh, back in time where you get that kind of old nostalgic hip-hop, uh, you know, with Dizza's style of uh, his lazy flow and uh, just the way that Flying Lotus really uh, uses his experimental uh unique style uh, along with Dizza's style uh, to really give you an experience. Uh, and it's a hip-hop experience that you don't really find in other avenues, you know, and people haven't been able to uh, do this type of hip-hop because, um, to me, Smoke Dizza is, a, is one of a kind. He His flow, the way that he spits his bars, 
and the way that he uses his voice um, definitely gives you like that smooth kind of a feeling. Uh, but then when you have like uh, Flying Lotus's kind of experimental beats uh, that kind of take you back or back and forth uh, with the sound, uh, it, it really sets you on track to have a great experience. And I think with the lyrics, with the production together, it takes you to another another reality. Um, you know, the, just the soundscape of the music just really uh, hits home, hits you right where it needs to. And that's why I wanted to talk about this album. Um, but Flying Objects is definitely, to me, a must listen. It's, su it's such a it's such a, a short uh, experience that I think you wouldn't only want to listen to it once. I think I've listened to it about it three times this week. And it, and it was going up with another EP that I wanted to talk about, too. I was really debating if I wanted to talk about both of them, but I really wanted to give this one a little love because the two artists are definitely unique, you know, and, and when they collaborate, I feel like it, it leaves an impression that that um, hip-hop is here to stay, that you, you could still reminisce on some of those good, good uh, time of hip-hop, which I feel like this one brings you back to almost to the 90s uh, hip-hop, which is probably one of my favorite, uh, you know, generations of hip-hop. Uh, but the thing I liked about it the most was just the combination of, like I said, Smoke Dizza's, uh, like, kind of laid-back flow uh, with the experimentalness uh of uh, Flying Lotus's production. You know, it makes me feel like I can listen to this on live, um, being right there up front. Uh, you know, that that's a, that's another experience I think I would like to have uh, along with this album or maybe like a video that was like three videos for some of the songs that I really, really liked. Uh, but it was just an, a nostalgic vibe that I got throughout this whole album that I just wanted to just uh, recommend to you guys. So if you're looking for something, I would just say, I, I'm not going to say catchy, but it, it will get you into uh, a, a good nostalgic feel, like a, like you've been heard it before, almost. So make sure you check out um, Smoke Dizza and Flying Lotus's Flying Objects. And my favorite songs off this project are Painted Houses, which is uh, featuring Conway, and also Zell Transfers, and the last uh, on the on the album is uh, Drug Trade. So, and that one is actually feel, uh, featuring Black Thought, which he is from the Roots, one of my favorite artists from the Roots. And uh, like I said, this this album is only five songs long, uh, fourteen minutes, easy listen. Uh, let me know what you guys are listening to. Give me some suggestions. Maybe I, I'm looking in the wrong place for new music, uh, but you can always find new suggestions every week here on the Blaze Podcast. And this week I was able to watch a ton of different shows, uh, but one show I wanted to talk about this week is something that has been stuck with me, uh, and I really wanted to talk about it with you guys. It's a sitcom. Um, it, I think it was off of CBS, and it started off in October of 2018. It's called The Neighborhood, and it's a series that follows um, a white Midwestern family um, as they try to adjust to a new type of neighborhood that is, you know, predominantly black. Uh, somewhere, I think it's somewhere in L.A., California, um, it, it stars Cedric the Entertainer uh, and Max Greenfield, who is two of my favorite, uh, you know, co comedic actors. Um, and and uh, I think it also features the girl off of uh, Two Broke Girls. Um, I think her name is Sh Sean McKinney. I'm not too sure. Uh, but anyway, but this series is something that really has been, like, I, I cannot get enough of it. You know what I mean? Like, to me, um, it reminds me of, like, um, I don't I don't know. I can't explain it because uh, it's so funny. Um, the way that, um, the, you know, these neighbors move in uh, and they try to really adjust by uh, 
really, I, I think this trying to meddle into another family's uh, business, you know, um, and, and it's a, a like I said, predominantly black area, so people have different ways of being, you know, uh, the white, you know, the white middle. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, but the 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 uh, white people really have a different way of doing things than the black people. You know, they grow up differently. They have different mannerisms. They have different uh, ideologies. Um, so it's a real struggle for them to really uh, find their way. But at the same time, uh, you know, it's your neighbor. So you kind of have to be courteous to one another and. It takes you into a, a more of a, a of an extreme time where, you know, you kind of you kind of get these uh, either you're either whitewashed or uh, you're you know you're just black. Like to me, like especially when it comes to like um, faith or when it comes to uh, just family alone, uh, it's a totally different kind of aspect to one another. And it shows you the difference, but at the same time, it shows you that you could also have an open mind to one another. Um, I think that's what I like about the show the most is that how they come uh, together and at the end of each episode, they kind of have uh, made uh, amends with, the, with one another to kind of uh, break the barrier, you know, sort of say. Um, and, and, and that's something that I like, uh, especially with Cedric and the, the entertainers kind of you know, uh, personality, uh, as well with, um, Max Greenfield, who, if you don't know who Max Greenfield is, he, he's, uh, from Ugly Betty, uh, New Girl, um, he, he's just one of my favorite, you know, comedic actors, uh, he, he's been in so many things that I, that I, 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 I watch because of him, uh, so, this is something that, to me that I think everybody would like just because, you know, they make these characters so written so well, I feel like. And, and, and they knew how to really uh, weave each character into each situation, you know. Um, and, and the, and the um, I hate to say white or black, but the white family, you know, um, they have a, a little son and the black family you know, they're already kind of grown up and, and the kids are kind of on their way out of the house. So it's a to totally different, you know, uh, situation for each family. But like I said, it's the way that they come together and they really uh, break those barriers. And, it, and it, it's touching in some of these um, sh uh, episodes. But one thing for sure is it makes me realize, you know, we're not all too different when it comes to uh, the end of the day, we're all the same. You know, we all breathe the same air. We all live the same life in a certain, we just have different kind of standards for life. Um, so I, I, I suggest you guys check this out. I, I've been watching a lot of Prime lately, like I said last week and the week prior that uh, I've been trying to find different things on Prime. And this is something that I, I definitely checked out and I think you guys uh, would like it too. So make sure you guys check out Neighborhood. Um, and it's going to be on Prime right now. And definitely, I'm binge-watching about two episodes a day. And then uh, hopefully we'll get through it. I think there's about five episodes and or five uh, seasons. And the last season, I believe you're going to have to pay for. But it's okay. We'll, we'll uh, check it out. And I'll let you know once we get uh, to the fifth season. And I think they actually renewed for a, a, a six season so there should be a six season coming out or maybe it's out on cbs i don't know i don't watch any regular television anymore so it, it's been a while since i've even seen what they have on on uh you know primetime tv so make sure you guys check out the neighborhood and let me know what you guys are watching throughout the week and this week i just want to talk continue to talk about uh the strike uh, that Fresno Unified teachers voted on uh, to walk out earlier this week. Um, and this is after months of, you know, failed negotiations between the teachers and the Fresno Unified School District. Um, and they've actually voted last week 
to go on strike. Um, and their union actually announced that earlier this week on Tuesday. Uh, but according to the Fresno Teachers Association, uh, the strike authorization vote closed Monday night. And it actually had 92% of the association's due-paying members who voted 93% of them um, in a support of this strike. Um, and that is actually from Fresno Teachers Association uh, officials. Uh, but the strike, you know, like I said, comes after uh, tons of negotiations throughout months of this year. And it was actually, uh, I think last week they had their last proposal from the Fresno Unified School District, which I ended up seeing clips of uh, the f teachers union actually tearing up that proposal at the uh, meeting. Uh, so this is a big thing that is happening here in our community. Um, the last time they had a strike vote was in 2017, uh, but that's when the teachers vote, voted not to strike. Um, but they ended up making an agreement uh, before the teachers hit the picket lines at that time. But the Fresno uh, Teachers Association has filed an unfair practice against the district um, they're actually claiming that they're, we're discouraging teachers from striking through loudspeakers at schools and through staff emails. Um, but I have not heard of the whole specifics of what's going to happen. I just know that uh, the strike is set to be effect on November 1st if uh, no deal has been made at that time. So this is uh, going to really ask what, what what's what's gonna happen um and i think what they're planning on doing is they're uh, planning on uh, using substitute teachers instead of uh teachers throughout this school year until uh until the strike is over i would assume uh but i believe there's gonna be a lot of concerns in that as you know those substitutes will be filling in uh during you know, the teacher strike. Um, and the first is only, you know, basically almost a, a half a week away. Um, and so the countdown for that strike is literally on course right now. So they have, I, I think they, they'll have this weekend to really try to find a, a way to, 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 to uh, amend with these Fresno Teachers Association uh and it's going to be a hard way to really justify sending your your child to school when it's just a substitute teacher. You know, it's just a regular person. I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to really uh, think about all this right here. But um, I know they're trying to hire a, a, a ton of, of substitute teachers right now uh, to take over during the strike. Um, and, and I, and I, I've been hearing, you know, through, uh, Facebook and Instagram that they're just talking, uh, about the substitute, substitute teachers as they're like just babysitters, you know? Um, and I feel bad for these substitute teachers. Cause I remember when I was a kid and, you know, used to get on these substitute teachers. Um, so I think there's going to be a, a lot of backlash, especially from students, from parents, um, and it's going to happen on these campuses. Um, so I just hope, you know, the district is prepared uh, for this strike as, you know, they're, and I just hope they're prepared by hiring qualified people to be with these kids. You know, I hope they are, they, they, um, vet them at least, <laughs> you know, 2000 substitute teachers at once. That's a, that's a, that's a big number of substitutes. Um, but they say that this district will pay these substitutes $500 a day. Um, and I think, you know, when you, when you're talking from the teacher standpoint, I think they're, they're like, this is bogus. Like, this is crazy. Um, and, or disrespectful at that, you know, because they're, they're wasting that money. Um, instead of giving it to these teachers or to the, to to a better cause, they're trying to really just blanket it and and say that 
you know, telling basically the teachers that they can do this without them. So it's it's a crazy crazy thing right now. Um, education and the money where it goes, it's just it's important to really keep education in that forefront. Um, and I hope that they do with these new negotiations. Uh, but it's going to be crazy to see, you know, the substitute teachers take over. Um, I don't know if they're prepared uh, because even these teachers that are there, um, they're having a tough time with class size, with the disruptiveness. Um, so even with these substitute teachers, $500 a day might even scare them away. Who knows? It's going to be uh, weird to see. Um, and it's going to be a process I think Fresno Unified is going to have to take. Um, and it's going to be it's literally a week away if, if uh, they don't find um, a negotiation. So I just wanted to let you guys know what's going on. Uh, this is what I've heard around, you know, and, and what I've uh, read about. So let me know what you guys think. Let me know what, uh, if you are a parent, uh, do you, will you send your kid to school with the substitute teacher? Um, I'm not too sure if I would. It, it's a definite stinky situation, but let me know what you guys think. And this week, I would like to support our local music as, uh, you know, Ricky Grimes and your boy The Feed came out with the new single called The Rumble in the Jungle. And it actually came out uh, Friday, October 13th. And this was a big awaited uh, single from Ricky Grimes, which we haven't heard from him. He's half of the points uh, for maybe a couple, a year or so. Uh, but seeing that he's now working on music is a big, big up for not only uh, Fresno hip hop, but just music alone. Um, and whenever they collab, your boy The Feet or and The Points or it would, if it be Ricky Grimes or Doughface, uh, this this combo is always one of my favorites. As uh, you know, they call themselves the Wolves, I believe. They had, they actually had a, a EP that came out not too long ago. This is also a, a big a big notification for your boy the Fee, which he will be having his album out November tenth, I believe. Um, so this is another EP that he has coming out, and I believe it's uh, it's going to be all in house. Everything from uh, production to to the lyrics to the to the writing uh, is all going to be in house, and I believe that's going to be it's going to be a six track um, EP called Ash Tree, and it's going to be produced by Lil Dillionaire and engineered actually by Lil Dillionaire. So I know these two have been working together for a while, so it's going to be something that's going to be anticipated, as you know we saw. Your boy The Feed not too long ago hit the stage with BKR and then now he's going to have his album or his EP drop Ash Tree November 10th, 2023. So make sure you guys are just stay, uh, staying uh, focused on what is here in your community as, you know, we have some great talent and your boy The Feed is one of those talents that you don't want to miss. So make sure you guys check out his latest track with Ricky Grimes called Rumble in the Jungle. And make sure you check out everything that your boy has to offer on Spotify or wherever you guys stream your music. And this week, I would like to tell you about a show that I would like you guys to be involved in. Um, and it's going to be at Red Wave Tattoo for their 18th year anniversary. It's going to be October 28th. Uh, there's going to be tons of uh, local music. Uh, just to name a few is MC Wicks, Fashion, and Ramsey's. Um, it's going to be from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., and it's a free event. Like I said, it's going to be at Red Wave Tattoo and Art Gallery for their 18th year anniversary, and it's going to be located at 7277 North Blackstone Avenue, number 101 or number 102. There's going to be raffles, uh, photo booth, food, art show, and live music. And make sure you guys wear your Halloween costume. Uh, it's going to be a great event, so make sure you guys check it out. And I'd always like to uh, let you guys know what's going on here in the Fresno community. Now let's talk about our Friday Night Light segment as we focus on Central Section Football. Here in the Central Valley, you know, we're really proud for our football. So I just want to talk about some of the teams this week. As uh, last week, they had some big games, um, and they started off on Thursday, October 19th. 
Um, they had Sanger versus Bullard, which Sanger beat Bullard 42-14. to And then a big game between Central and Clovis West, which Central beat Clovis West um, 27-15. to Then they had Liberty versus Riverdale, which Liberty continues to uh, dominate as uh, they beat Riverdale uh, 49-0. to then Friday, October 20th, uh, we had St. Joseph versus Lumpock, which St. Joseph beat Lumpock 36-0. Uh, we had a big game of Clovis East versus Clovis, and Clovis East uh, pulled it off at home 49-34. to We had Carruthers versus Chowchilla, which Chowchilla beat Carruthers 32-31. to Then we had Buchanan versus Clovis North, which Clovis North dominated 28-3. to San Joaquin Memorial uh, versus Justin Garza, and Justin Garza ended up being San Joaquin Memorial 38-10. We had Arroyo Grande versus Santa Inez, and uh, Arroyo Grande beat Santa Inez uh, 56-24. We had Torres versus Fresno High, and uh, Torres beat Fresno High 63-20. Then we had Kerman versus Selma. Uh, which Kerman beat Selma uh, on the road 47-21. to Then we had Reedley versus Kingsburg, and Kingsburg beat Reedley 38-16. to Then we had uh, Frontier versus Liberty, um, and this is Liberty out of Bakersfield. And uh, Bakersfield, uh, uh, Liberty Bakersfield ended up losing to Frontier 25-20. to Then we had uh, Centennial versus Garces Memorial, and Garces ended up beating Centennial 10-6. We had Bakersfield versus Ridgeview, which Bakersfield dominated Ridgeview 58-0. Then we had Sunnyside versus McLean, and Sunnyside beat McLean 43-8. Then we had Roosevelt versus Sanger West, and Roosevelt beat Sanger West 56-25. Redwood versus Golden West, and Redwood beat Golden West 35-7. To, uh, Lamore versus Tulare Western, and Lamore beat Tulare Western at home 29-0. We had Central Valley Christian High School versus Washington Union High School, and uh, Central Valley beat Washington Union 42-24. We had Madera beating Edison 42-21, Hanford beating Mission Oak 35-34, and Hoover beating Madera South 38-27. to But now let's talk about the schedule for this weekend as we have some big games starting on Thursday, which is today, um, October 26th. And we got Central versus Clovis North, Edison versus Bullard, Sunnyside versus Sanger West, Liberty out of Bakersfield versus Bakersfield, Garces Memorial versus Stockdale, and Centennial versus Frontier. And then for our Friday night games, we have Tulare Union versus Tulare Western, Chowchilla versus Liberty, Minarets versus Yosemite, Fresno versus Roosevelt, Clovis West versus Clovis, Clovis East versus Buchanan, Washington Union High School versus Kerman, Lamar versus Hanford, Exeter versus Reedley, Torres versus Madera South, Kingsburg versus Selma, Mendota versus Fireball, Kalinga versus Dos Palos, San Joaquin Memorial High School versus Sanger, Central Valley Christian High School versus Emmanuel, McLean versus Hoover, and then on Saturday, not really many games that we could mention, but you know, there's a ton of games this week as you know we're right in the chunk of the of the season and we're right in division play. Uh, but now let's talk about the central section football rankings, and we'll start off at number ten with Hanford. Uh, they're eight and one. Central Valley Christian out of Visalia is eight and one. Clovis West is number eight, and they have a record of five and four. We have Clovis at number seven with a record of six and three. Singer at number six with a record of eight and one. Central at number five with a record of seven and two. Liberty at number four, and Liberty out of Bakersfield, uh, they have a record of seven and two. Frontier out of Bakersfield, they're number three, and they're actually undefeated, nine and zero. At number two, we got Clovis East, who are uh, number two and record seven and two. Uh, and at number one, we have Clovis North, and they are actually nine and zero this year. 
Um, so we got a couple of still undefeated teams in the central section, and we're seeing a lot of these teams starting to, you know, uh, play each other. So we're going to be seeing a lot more of this uh, rankings uh, kind of change up in the next couple of weeks. So make sure you guys tune into the Blaze Podcast for more on the central section high school football. Now let's talk about our Fresno State football team as they had a bye last week. And now coming into this week, we're going to be in uh, at home versus UNLV uh, this weekend, Saturday, October 28th. And it's going to be a big game for us. As you know, UNLV has been playing uh, pretty well this year. Um, and they will be taking on uh, the, the, the Rebels, um, which should be a good matchup. You know, they're expected, uh, the Bulldogs are expected to win by at least a touchdown. I think, it, I think they have the the, uh, the over-under uh, at 57.5 points. And uh, I think the dogs are expected to win by at least by uh, a seven points. Uh, but this is their most recent outing. The Bulldogs won 37-32 over Utah State a couple weeks ago. Um, and the, Re- the Rebels are actually coming off of a victory over the Colorado State Rams. Um, which they they beat them twenty five to twenty three, so this is going to be a great game, I believe. As UNLV is not a team to uh, you know be taken lightly. Um, for some reason, I always feel like you know UNLV always has uh, something against us, so they always play well. Um, they have also a six and one record, so this is going to be. A big deciding factor, especially for the Mountain West Conference, which I hope, you know, we, we could uh, definitely uh, get back into uh, the, the running for uh, you know, the Mountain West Conference as we have some big games, especially coming up soon. Uh, but we're in full spring of this uh, this year, this uh, season, and the Mountain West is looking really tough. Uh, but right now, so far, you know, Wyoming is probably the, the, the head of the of, of the, the conference. Uh, but we still have a, a chance to get up there. If our, if our offense could continue to play well, and I think running the ball has been the biggest thing for us, uh, really running the ball, opening up that pass, and, and giving the edge uh, to the defense so they can have some rest and be able to focus on uh, their, their, their four-and-out series. I mean, it's going to be tough this week, I think, especially as UNLV always has a tough uh, runner on their, t- on their team. Um, but they also have a great quarterback. Um, as I think his name is Jaden Mayava. Um, he had like 353 yards last week. He threw 27 for 36, and his quarterback uh, rating was uh, 157, and he ended up not throwing any interceptions. So uh, I think they're going to be having a tough time with that, and then also the the run as, you know, their running back ended up uh, running the ball like 46 times and recorded like 138 yards uh, with three yards per attempt. So, you know, they run that ball, and they they open it up uh, to pass the ball. So I think if we can stop this team, we could definitely have a chance to stop, you know, Boise State and so on and so forth. So this is going to be a perfect contest for the Bulldogs. I'm glad we're going to be at home as, you know, it's always a tough – like I say, it's always tough playing UNLV. I think this would be a great game to go to. Uh, but – you know, six and both both are matched up at six and one, uh, but when they last stepped on the field, the dogs got the win with the final. I I, I forget the final, but I think they got the last win last year. Um, so you know they're definitely uh, they're looking for revenge from uh, last season, um, but but really our defense is is what I'm hoping will show up this this week as we're gonna need them uh, to play excellent especially against a good run and pass offense. Um, and there's a lot on the line for this Fresno State team right now. So I would take seven points. I mean, even three points would be a great win. Uh, I think this is going to be a, one of the best matchup uh, games we've seen so far. Um, I, I think with Wyoming, it was it was a tough game for us, you know, uh, really getting in there and, and trying to play at a higher elevation. Uh, but, 
now we have no reason to lose, especially at home. So I hope you guys are ready for this uh, weekend's game for the Bulldogs as they will be taking UNLV on at the Children's Hospital Field. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your Federal State Bulldogs. Now let's talk about our Valley FC as they lead the UPSL Fall League standings at 6-0. and um, I believe their last game last week was actually canceled, uh, but they will be having a home game this week um, on October 28th, this Saturday at 5 p.m. at Keith Tice Park. Um, and this is going to be a great game, and I believe uh, they will be taking on uh, Cruisers FC, and they will be having events there. They'll be have a ton of stuff for the kids. Um, you can check them out on Instagram at Valley Football Club. Um, and make sure you guys just, you know, support your local team as uh, they can't wait to get back to play in front of their home crowd. Um, and they will be having a raffle contest, if you, you know, $5 raffle. Um, and the drawing will be on October 28th. Um, you can enter the raffle at their next home match uh, against the Cruisers at Keith Tice Park. Um, and this is going to be a chance to win uh, some big uh, merchandise that, or some some different stuff that they have, um, different merchandise and whatnot. Um, so make sure you guys check out Valley FC as they uh, try to continue a great fall season. Now let's talk about the MLB postseason, which has been heating up. And now we are at the World Series, which will start Friday as the Texas Rangers ended up defeating the Houston Astros 4-3 in their seven-game series to advance to the World Series. And then the Arizona Diamondbacks beat the Phillies uh, 4-3 in the seven-game series as the Diamondbacks now um, advance to to the World Series. And, you know, this was a great, great ALCS and NLCS um, I was able to watch a few games last week with my pop, which, you know, watching baseball with my dad, you know, brings back tons of memories. Uh, but seeing these two teams really battle it out, get to the, uh, you know, ALCS, NLCS, and then uh, going to win it, it, it it's insane. Uh, seeing that, you know, Texas was the number five team in the uh, AL, and then the Arizona Diamondbacks was the number six team in the NL and uh, seeing that two of the more underrated teams, you know, beat overrated teams, I would say uh, is a big thing in baseball. And and right now I feel like with the uh, play postseason picture as it is, it shows that if you play early on in the playoffs, you have a more likely getting into the world series as the Arizona diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers are great examples of that. Um, What a great, playoffs so far and I just hope that it continues in the World Series Um, like I said the World Series starts um, on Friday they'll be having games Saturday, Monday Tuesday, Wednesday Friday and then into next Saturday if it goes to game 7 and I just can't wait to see exactly um, how these teams battle it out so I will be able to watch the World Series next week so make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on the MLB. Now let's talk about the NFL as we are days away from Halloween. Um, and this is in coincidence because uh, it, that is also the NFL's trade deadline, which is the last possible uh, time for teams to provide uh, player services um, and give get new players on their team, uh, which to me right now is a big topic as I've been hearing nothing uh, but Derek Henry talk uh, and, and which uh, team should get Derek Henry, you know? Um, a lot of pen people have been saying that, you know, with this NFL trade deadline, we're going to see at least six or seven teams try to get um, Derek Henry as he's been – talked about being on the trade de- uh, block for a while as you know he has been a great asset to the Tennessee Titans for many years and you know he has been able to uh, run his way to being one of the top running backs in the league 
Um, it's just going to be crazy to think, you know, he's going to get traded uh, in the middle of the season. Um, I'm not too sure exactly what team, uh, but there are a few teams that are looking for, you know, uh, a big back like Derrick Henry, uh, which, you know, if, if I were, you know, like someone in desperate need of a good run, uh, running back, especially uh, maybe if you're um, looking to go to the next level into the playoffs or whatnot, um, I believe uh, this is the back that you should be look for. Um, and the first people that I honestly th I thought in my head was the Eagles. Uh, but the Eagles, to me, you know, they, I don't think they have right now the, the capability uh, to give any kind of package to Tennessee. Uh, they just don't have it right now. Uh, they would they would have to sell off a lot more players on their team to, to be able to uh, get Derrick Henry. But the team that I have mostly on my mind uh, that I believe – could use Derrick Henry and it, and is probably one of the best running teams in the league already is the Baltimore Ravens, uh, which is a it, it, it looks like that could be a, a, a definite spot for him um, because I, I believe uh, with the asset of him, it, it would be great with uh, Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, um, Lamar Jackson, you know, um, and they already had their running back go out, I think, week one. So the only thing I think that is wrong about this deal would be could he get the money that he deserves, you know. Um, I know Baltimore is already have some cap space, but however, you know, I think it's like six and a half million or something like that uh, to pay uh, Derrick Henry. But, you know, if the Titans were serious about moving Henry – uh, they would likely have to buy a better pick or or something like that. Um, get something back for um, Derrick Henry that you could use next year. Um, and it looks like this is probably the final season of his four-year season. Uh, he, he, I think it's a $50 million contract with Tennessee. Uh, and he has an average salary of 125 um, he is a Heisman Trophy winner and, I mean, one of the best runners in the league. Um, I think a lot of people think he lost his step, you know, after he got injured. Uh, but I think he still has a lot to offer a team. Uh, maybe even, like, I'm just saying um, the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings could use a good running back right now. Uh, there's other teams that are that are also – um, looking for um, a running back. So there's a lot of speculation, but I believe the Ravens would be the best spot for Derrick Henry. Um, and there's going to be a lot of uh, other teams, like I said, that are going to go after his services, but we'll have to wait and see. So make sure you guys tune into the Blaze Podcast for more on your NFL trades. Now let's talk about the NFL power rankings. As we have... At number five this week, the Miami Dolphins at five and two. Uh, Miami's offense really looked stagnant last week against Philadelphia. They only managed to only score 10 offensive points. Um, the Dolphins were really limited by the Eagles to eight turns with the ball. But even so, you know, the possessions right there late in the red zone. Um Philly just really was able to take over, you know, on defense. Uh, Tyreek Hill's drop TD pass was also something that hurt Miami. Um, and then a, a pick six that also hurt. Uh, and I feel like, you know, too, it has something to be uh, looking at this week and, and looking at what, what was going on and really putting it on the line. But you got to make sure you, you take care of the ball. Um, so it's going to be crazy to see exactly where Miami ends up next week. Um, but right now we got them at number five. At number four, I mean, we could have had this interchangeable at number four, number three, I believe. Uh, but Baltimore Ravens have been playing well. Um, they beat the Lions last week as Lamar Jackson was able to throw the ball. As you know, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, I believe when he's able to run and pass. And 
Last week, he was able to show off his skills. Um, but it's about the options that that um, Lamar Jackson was able to hit. He had, I think, six different receivers with 30 or more uh receiving yards and that's a great day for a quarterback um and the 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 run game was there but i believe like i was talking about earlier they're in need still of of a a good back um the ravens only turned the ball over uh when they're already up you know 28 to i think it was zero you know um so the baltimore right now is dangerous as their defense has been playing well and their offense looks like they're going to get a revamp soon. Um, but they have a record of 5-2 and two right now. And if they could hold off in, the, in that AFC North division, that would be tough, tough. And especially with the Ravens playing as they are, I, I believe they are one of the top teams in the AFC right now. Um, at number three, I have the San Francisco 49ers. Um, this could have been a whole other thing, but I, I got them at number three still. Um, the, 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 uh, San Francisco 49ers are five and two, um, and in week six, uh, against Cleveland, uh, Brock Purdy, you know, ended up getting a lot of, uh, you know, just, they felt like he's been exposed, but on Monday night, it, it shaped up like it was a nightmare for Purdy as Purdy was intercepted twice in the fourth quarter. Um, two, I think on two errored throws, um, and this ended up ending the Niners comeback attempt in probably one of the worst ways I've seen, uh, the, the Niners lose, uh, but that's now two straight losses. And I mean, to the Browns and the Vikings, these were probably must win games, not must win, but a definite win game. Probably they thought, uh, but Chris McCaffrey still also had a, a, a lost fumble. And the 49ers defense still looked razor sharp on a Monday night, but the offense just wasn't there. Um, so I have the Niners at number three this week on the power rankings. And at number two, I got the Eagles, um, who are 6-1. and one. Uh, But the, the Eagles looked really, really good against Miami, and, and their defense really put a great game together against Miami and the, they got Tua, you know, really, uh, against, against the ropes and they made him, uh, really depend on his ability to throw the ball out quickly and efficiently. And, you know, they, they ended up getting the best of him. Uh, but I see that, uh, the Eagles, they're just playing at a high rate right now. Um, I, I don't think their offense that ever looked better. Um, so the Eagles definitely deserve this number two uh, this week, and I and I hope that they they continue to uh, rise to the top. As you know, I like Jalen Hurts and what he's been been able to do, hooking up with AJ Brown as becoming one of the most potent offenses right now. Um, and then at number one, we got KC Kansas City Chiefs. They're six and one. Uh, the Chiefs were just it, it looks like they go up and down each week. As, uh, you know, to me, Pat, Pat Mahomes looks kind of out of place. Uh, but Kansas City really has a lot of talent throughout their their uh, roster. And, um, you know, their defense is also looking pretty solid as, you know, they re- really haven't had a, a great defense since uh, Pat Mahomes won their first, you know, Super Bowl. Um, but seeing the, the uh, collaboration of Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey – um, I'm seeing them become this undeniable tandem that will definitely go into the history book. So I'm definitely excited always to see uh, Kansas City play. So make sure you stick around uh, to hear who they play this week as we get into NFL matchups. So let's talk about some week eight matchups as the Buccaneers and Bills will start off tonight. And then on Sunday, we got the Texans versus the Panthers. Rams versus the Cowboys, Vikings versus the Packers, Saints versus the Colts, Patriots versus the Dolphins, Jets versus the Giants, Jaguars versus the Steelers, Falcons versus the Titans, Eagles versus Commanders, Browns versus Seahawks, Ravens versus Cardinals, Chiefs versus Broncos, 
Bengals versus 49ers, Bears versus Chargers for our Sunday night game. And then for our Monday night game, we got the Raiders versus the Lions. So make sure you guys tune into the Blaze Podcast for more on the NFL. Now let's talk about the NBA. And first, before we talk about any team, I want to talk about Victor Wimbenyama's NBA debut. Uh, And this is the Spurs rookie who, man, he looks incredible as he finished with 15 points and five uh, rebounds. But the, the way that he's been able to put it together in the leagues already as Wembenyama is the most hyped NBA prospect, I think, since probably LeBron James. And he's playing for the San Antonio Spurs in an already loaded Western Conference. But his debut was pretty uh, quiet. Um, he was in foul trouble, but he finished with 15 points, five rebounds, two assists, two steals, and one block. But, you know, this is expected uh, to, to, to as Yama's debut, um, you know, especially with the pair of games in Las Vegas earlier in, Las, in uh, late October, uh, he went head-to-head with another top 2023 NBA draft pick, Scoot Henderson. Um, but he was able to dazzle a lot of people. Uh, but for me, is uh, what, what we're going to be seeing in the upcoming season from Wembenyama, which he is an amazing specimen. Uh, I think he's literally 7-4, could pass the ball, could dribble the ball, could shoot the ball. He could dunk in the lane. Uh, He rebounds. He does basically everything you want from a player. Just think about Kevin Durant at 7-4. I mean, this guy's an amazing specimen, and I hope, you know, he stays healthy. I hope that he'll have a great career. I really want to talk about him because I believe that he's going to be the change of the the NBA now. Um, As, you know, 7-4, he's going to figure out how to dominate the league in the next year or so. Um, And I I believe quicker than any other star we've seen uh, besides LeBron. I mean, LeBron, you know, it still took him a while to get there, but I feel women Yama at 7-4 is going to be definitely hard to guard. And definitely he's going to be a defender that you don't want to match up against. So I really want to talk about him uh, and get excited about him because I believe he can give Spurs a chance to get into uh, the postseason this year. And I, I hope, you know, with uh, the coaching from Popovich um, will help Wimbenyama, um get that mentality of a killer like, you know, Tim Duncan or David Robinson, you know, get the best out of them and uh, hopefully uh, get a team that could really elevate his play as well. So I'm excited. I'm not a huge Spurs fan, but I definitely am a basketball fan, and I definitely wanted to talk about Wembenyama and let you guys know what's going on. And we had opening night last uh, earlier this week on Tuesday, and what a great night. You know, we got the Lakers versus the Nuggets, which, you know, the Nuggets ended up getting the best of the Lakers. Um, and then we had the Suns versus the Golden State Warriors, which, you know, uh, is gonna, these four teams are going to be the top teams in the Western Conference. And I just can't wait to see exactly how far these four teams will go. Um, like I said, the Nuggets beat the Lakers, which the Lakers looked really good in the first half, uh, but they went silent right at the end. Uh, fourth quarter, we didn't see AD. Um, but, you know, even though he showed up on... The stat line, you know, he needs to play all four quarters as hard as he did the first two or first three. Um, LeBron played well, but I'm not too sure about his his minutes. Um, He played only like 27, 28 minutes. Uh, So holding him back, I think that's going to hold the Lakers back throughout the season. Um, I think the Lakers were exposed just through their point guard play, which uh, the Lakers don't have really much uh, point guard um, so it's going to be tough for the Lakers. And I think the Nuggets, you know, by far are still one of the best teams in the league or is the best team in the league um, so far that I've seen in the in the, the, the little sample size that I we've had so far. And that's uh, with, you know, Joker, Jokic uh, playing at a triple-double uh, opening night. That was incredible. 
Um, seeing them open up the floor for a lot of these guards and let them take over as well, like Jamal Murray. Um, it's going to be crazy to see uh, who beats the, the Nuggets. They have some of the best defense that I saw in just opening night. I mean, opening night already, I, I feel like they have the defense to win a championship as they were just moving their feet, uh, working as a team. And uh, as, as you say, you want your defense on a string, and that's how they were definitely playing. Um, I just hope that the Lakers could turn it around. They got big game uh, tonight against the Suns. And uh, we'll be talking about more about the NBA later on as uh, the season progresses. But so far, it has been great. I, and I just can't wait to see uh, the Lakers and more of these teams throughout the next uh few months as the NBA starts to heat up. I want to thank you for pushing play each and every week. You guys are the main reason why this podcast still exists. Your support goes a long way for this independent podcast. And like I said, you know, the numbers these past week really have impressed me. And I just hope we can continue the success that we've been seeing. And it's all because of you guys listening, sharing, and letting people know that, you know, this podcast is here to stay. And letting people know you can find this podcast every Thursday. Like I said, haven't missed a Thursday for 243 weeks. So I hope you guys have been enjoying. And make sure you guys go out, enjoy the nice weather this week. And make sure you guys do something fun and do something for yourself. I'm Alejandro Oveda signing off episode 243.